This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. So who is my guest of this Friday? Well, what I can tell you is Dr. Bob Nelson is considered the world's leading authority on employee recognition and engagement and president of Nelson Motivation Incorporated, a management training consulting company specializing in helping organizations improve their management practices, programs, and systems. Bob has worked with 80% of Fortune 500s as a strategist for HR issues. Bob has been a longtime collaborator and confidant for Dr. Ken Blanchard, the one-minute manager, and is currently a personal coach for Dr. Marshall Goldsmith, the world number one ranked executive coach. Dr. Bob has sold 5 million books on management, employee motivation, and engagement, including 1501 Ways to Reward Employees, the one... 1001 Rewards and Recognition Field Book, 1001 Ways to Energize Employees, The Management Bible, and his latest book, 1001 Ways to Engage Employees. His books have been translated into 30 languages. Other recognitions and distinctions include Leading Authority and Consultants, Consultant for Recognition and Rewards Consulting for 2019 by HR Tech Outlook, Senior Fellow Humans Capital for the Conference Board, Top Thought Leader by the Best Practice Institute, Leading Global Employee Engagement Influencer by EE Awards, Top 5 Global Management Guru for 2020 by Global Gurus. Dr. Bob has presented on six continents, appears extensively in the national and international media, including CBS's 60 Minutes, CNN, MSNBC, PBS, NPR, as well as in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, the Chicago Tribune, Fortune, Business Week, and Inc. magazines to discuss how to best motivate today's employees. Dr. Bob writes a monthly blog for the conference boards, Incentive, and Inc. magazines. He has received an MBA in organizational behavior from UC Berkeley and a PhD in management education with Dr. Pete, Peter Drucker, the father of modern management at the Drucker Graduate Management School in suburban Los Angeles. He also teaches for the MBA program at the Ratty School of Management by the University of California in San Diego. Oh my God, what a repertoire. Welcome to the show, Dr. Bob. How are you? Lisa, great. Thank you so much. Do you have any time left? <laughs> Well, that's dependent on you. I can't keep up with your growth and momentum. That's spectacular. Fantastic. Uh, I've so been at it a while. Well, yes, clearly you have, but you've also been taking advantage of every moment and every opportunity. That is very clear in the bio. So I just want to say thank you on a personal note for reaching out to me and wanting to be a guest on my show. That says an awful lot to me about my content and, and you taking note of certain things and the fact that Dr. Marshall Goldsmith himself has appeared as a guest on my show and is also one of my show sponsors. So uh, that instantly was a foot in the door for me. And I just want to say I really, really greatly appreciate you. My pleasure. 
So let's just dive right in then. Let's talk about the inception of your journey. Um, how did you know that, you know, tapping into people's problems, being solution focused, knowing that there's another way to elevate people's games, take them to a level that they themselves perhaps can't even envision. How did this all come to fruition for you? How did you know that these were your particular set of gifts and strengths and skills? Well, my, um, probably, um, writing started way back, probably in high school. I remember, <laughs> you know, you, you pay attention to things you, you hear from other people and, and you learn about yourself. And I had, I remember, a, in a high school English teacher passing out papers and, uh, stopped at my desk and said, best paper in five classes. And, I was like kind of embarrassed and I looked at it and what's it? <laughs> and uh, I, I guess I, uh, so the, that was some feedback that I, I did. I had something that maybe other people didn't have when it came to writing. So um, organized thinking or, and so that, that probably planted a seed in, in that department. And I did uh, my first book, I did self-published and uh, learned a lot about the world of publishing by, marketing it myself and uh now now um now i'm on my 31st book and uh 32nd in in mind you know so wow <laughs> so that's, that's one that's one journey by itself the whole writing journey i know most people um they say you know a full life is plant a tree have a kid write a book <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Most people would like to have, <clears throat> to write a book, and I I like um, I like helping people on that journey. So I I, I just just the other day someone called me just randomly and asked me about publishing. I talked to him for an hour and a half just to help him out. You know, to, um, so I I like I like doing that, and um, I guess that's that's my karma. <laughs> to, Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic. Well, let me ask you this then, Dr. Bob, because, you know, when we talk about the attractor factor and we also equate that in terms of, you know, being in an oversaturated industry, whether it be publishing, whether it be authoring, articling, um, you know, being a coach, being a mentor, being all of these fantastic things. I mean, there's different echelons and people who are very clearly tapped into, once again, their own strengths, uh, their own innate abilities. Uh, they then, because they recognize that within themselves, it's the mirroring effect. They then can see that in other people. They see something spectacular in other people, and they know that they can play a pivotal role in further enhancing the journey for them. So what do you think makes you stand out, not just in your innate ability to transform and shift other people's success and progress and growth and momentum, but within yourself as well? Like, what do you think that is? Because there's a lot of people doing similar things to you, but are not at your level. Well, bless you for that. Uh, I think I have a, um, it's a very good question. I have a a sense of, of focus and determination that is second to none. So, <laughs> I lovely. Have, uh, I uh, I I have ability to, you know, I I I, um, I got my PhD with Peter Drucker. He was the the father of modern management, and I I remember him saying, yeah, "We can only any of us can only focus on one thing at a time." You know, it's a it's a megalomaniacs that are focused and get get things done that actually make things happen. Because maybe you have a second thing that you do as a break to the first thing, mm -hmm. but first and foremost, you have to be someone that makes it happen. And uh, I I have that trait. When I get uh, determined, there's I I can block out everything and just drill, drill, drill. So. Um, that's, I don't know, that's, it's kind of an obsession, really. Um, and it's maybe it takes an obsessive personality. Um, but uh, that that has proved very, very valuable. Um, for example, we're just talking about writing, writing a book, you know, writing a book is the hardest thing I've ever done. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm serious. It's, it's hard because you're, and it's, and it, you're, it's exposed thinking. You're, you're taking what's in your head and you're laying it out on, other, on paper for other people to read and judge and, 
and and question and that's a hard prospect and and to uh do it um, once is oh god you know Winston Churchill used to say he used to talk about writing that you you know you 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 fight with the dragon finally you slay it and you throw it out to the public and you're done with it you know but mm-hmm. that's a pretty good ana- pretty good analogy it's hard to write it to, and to write a uh, something that's that's 300 pages long 400 pages long is yeah 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 I I, I remember. Uh, <clears throat> And I've got a PhD. I when I did my dissertation, the same thing. You know, um, of all people that are have worked on a dissertation, uh, still a, a third of them um, have not completed their dissertation. It's they're called ABD, all but dissertation. So they did the classes, and people are good at that. They go through school for that. They 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 do the papers. They take the exams, but creating original <laughs> research mm-hmm. <laughs> on the on the shoulders of others before you is not an easy task and and part of that is that you're it's a very it's a lonely task you're you have your committee and you're writing for you're really writing for an audience of three people and and what they what they have to say about what you've written is going to make or break your your goal of getting your phd it's a tough, tough thing, uh, mm-hmm. and and I, <laughs> so um, you know, uh, I, I, and and doing that, even even having done books, that was still hard. And I, I remember, I remember at, at one point. Oh, actually, I had I had a book I was most known for, "A Thousand One Ways to Reward Employees," was was uh, I based on my. Research. I did it before I finished my PhD. I, 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 people kept telling me, "You, you, you got it. You did it backwards. You did the book before you." And 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 that That's made it awesome. harder. I remember, I remember one time with my PhD committee. My PhD committee. They they said uh, because I you know I would I'd work on it and I'd I was still working full time and you know it it would go to number. 52 on the list and then it'd bubble up and I'd work on it and it would go down to 47 or something. <laughs> and I, and I remember, um, you know, my PhD committee, you know, here I'm trying to finish it. And they, my book came out, it, it did very well out of the shoot. And, um, here I'm, I'm talking to the three people who are controlling my life. And they said, Bob, most people, they finish a dissertation. It goes on the shelf. No one ever looks at it. We don't think that's going to happen with yours. Wow. So we're taking extra pains to make, to make sure that it's to the level of quality that we could all be proud of. I'm going, thank you so much. <laughs> how long, how much longer is this going to take me? And and they did. They they held they held me to a higher standard. Yeah, great. Okay, but but in the Fantastic. midst of that. In the midst of that, here you know, and and you get to the point. And I've talked to other people on their, on their dissertation where they said the same thing. Where they got to the point where you, you could not pick up a pen. You were so you were so blocked. And I remember, um, I, I I remember I was going on a trip to Atlanta and at a conference, and and I saw and I saw where I was on this, and I said, if I don't do it now, this is the determination. If I don't do it now, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I, wipe, I, I wiped out whatever's on my calendar for the next two weeks, and I and I dug in, and I can remember. <laughs> here's a trick. I can remember putting <laughs> Tom Petty, free falling on repeat, <laughs> fifty fifty times at full volume, and Good for plowed you. through it. <laughs> Good for you. So Whatever that's, works. That's a that's a peek behind the curtain. Let me tell you. Love and, it. Hey, here's one for you. I had a chance to meet Tom Petty at Did the Admirals Club in in Los Angeles, and I I I went up to him and said, Mr. Petty, you're part of my of my life. You're part of who I am. And he shook his hand, and uh, in a, a couple of years later, he he died a few years ago. I remember, and then they showed. You know, history of him. He, they, they showed him a clip from a, a, a TV interview, and he said, "Some some people 
come up to me and they tell me how much my music means to them. And it really does a lot for me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Was, that was me. I was one of those. I, I was one I of those people. You. Exactly. That was me. They couldn't hear me, but I was yelling that. Yeah. Right. Amazing. Amazing. Well, you, okay. said two th- you, said, you said two things, Dr. Bob, that I want to circle back and, and touch upon. Uh, so I often play devil's advocate on this show um, with my guests. Okay. Now, when we go back to the comment that you made about how you believe that you can only truly focus on one thing, you know, be obsessive about that one thing and focus on that one thing, bang it out, bring it to fruition. Now, okay, so quite arguably, okay, this is where I play devil's advocate. So quite arguably, the listeners, myself might be going, okay, how can that be authentic of a statement when you hear this guy's repertoire, his, his accolades, his accomplishments, and there's only so many days in a week and there's so many hours in a, in a day for him to have accomplished what Lisa read out in the intro with his bio. How could he have truly just focused on one thing at a time? Let's get real here. Okay. Write this down. One thing at a time. <laughs> I've done 30 books, but in each one, it's like, oh man, can I do this again? And man, I, and then you kind of get it down and I can't do it again. It's still, it's still hard. Mm-hmm. You know, hire people to help me. You know, I, you don't have to do everything yourself. In fact, you're kind of silly if you are trying to do it all, everything yourself. You have to, you have I get, to it. get other people that are, especially other people that are better at some things than you are. And you got to use them uh, for those things so you can do the pure, what you're best at. This is an Oprah Winfrey insight, you know. Yes. What, what are you best at? Yes. Wrap around what you're best at. And don't try to, don't try to focus on everything else that other people are good at. What's, what, what is the unique you? And, Very true. And take, take that to town, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, so, we, and, and we do talk and about that. Yes, and it's, we do it's, talk it's, about it's, that. And, to see yourself as others see you is a great gift. As we get glimpses, hold on to those mm-hmm. and, and think about them and understand them better. Mm-hmm. And so when when uh, when people, you know, I, I remember I remember at college, an uh, in, in undergrad, a uh, one of my professors that I had I'd taken five classes from, and I and I saw him, you know, uh, after I graduated, and and he made a comment. He said. Uh, it was something that you you were the best I'd ever seen it someone that could lay out a path and then take that path and I go wow okay I you, know, you do you do things that you do on your own and you you, you know it it seems like second nature but you you learn that maybe it's not and for a mm-hmm. professor who who had taught for thirty years to say you were the best student I ever had to do this type of this specific thing. Boy, to set a goal for the future and to and to lay out the steps and then to achieve that goal, it's a, a best I ever saw. It's like, okay then. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, let me let me lean on that one for a while. <laughs> so, and then, so you, so you know, take what you you learn from people around you. I I, I learn stuff from my kids. You know, I learn from my spouses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Constantly training me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. Um, it's very true. The other and, thing that's... And, uh, I, I've been blessed with, uh, you know, I learned a lot from Ken Blanchard. And a lot of mm-hmm. that, I got to tell you, was driving around in his car. I was the chief of staff. I drive him to the airport, pick him up, you know. And, and uh, but I spent a lot of time talking with him about a lot of things. Publishing was one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and uh, man, I learned a lot in doing that. And, and I, I, so you, you, you piece together... Uh, your smorgasbord of your 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 quilt of of what's the unique you, and then and then take that to market. You know, mm-hmm. beautiful, <laughs> so, beautiful. So so okay, let's let's talk, let's talk about your relationship. Let me make one more point on that. Yes, because, please like, do. Like the 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 book. Um, so I've done thirty books. The the uh, uh, book I'm most known for: A Thousand Ways to Reward Employees. And is is it is it now in its sixty fifth printing has sold two million copies. Wow. That that book that book at its essence is 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 about 
being positive, how, ways to thank people. It's basically a book of real-life examples of ways to thank people. Mm-hmm. And that, that is purely me. I am very, very practical. I am very, very positive. And so that, that combination of those two traits is, is in that, runs through that book. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, in the book, as is all books by anyone who's ever written one, is an extension of yourself. As I just mm-hmm. said, it's your mental thinking laid out <laughs> to bear. And so um, once you have that in mind, uh, it's easy to sell books, to move books. Mm-hmm. I, I had my, in my 11th book was uh, actually a great book. It was called Empowering empowering others through delegation a great book mm-hmm. well written i i had pub i published it with a a professional publisher which is a um, type of publishing the arm of a textbook publisher scott forsman i was very very happy about it, very proud of it and the total sales of that book was 3500 copies 3500 copies ah you know i you know so well that's uh, but something seemed Something didn't fit for me, mm-hmm. and so I had a I had an epiphany. I said, you know, I think partly why this this is a good book. This is important content. It's important content today. You know, how, how people know how, knowing how to delegate well is a powerful driver of engagement and morale and and development. Uh, and I, I think the state of delegation is is not that great out there. You know, most people don't know how. They've never had any training on it. Long story mm-hmm. short, there there was something I knew the message was good, but there's something in the formula that wasn't working. So my epiphany is that you know, it seems like I I did it with the wrong publisher. Now every author blames their publisher, you know, <laughs> their book doesn't do well. But I said it seemed to me that that uh, the publisher I used they kind of started from the assumption, well, it's a business book, so no one's going to buy it. And and then and then because no one's going to buy it anyway, let's put a, a boring cover on it. Let's <laughs> not waste any time or money trying to tell anyone about it because right. no one's going to buy it. It became a self fulfilling prophecy. Honest to God. And so I said, well, that's that's all wrong. This, yeah. Me, the book's like an extension of myself. It's my pure values. It it has pure goodness. It will help you. You can open it any place and get value. <laughs> and so that's my that and on the next book I said well I gotta find a a different uh, publisher that that sees this and so I, I I looked at publishers and I I picked a publisher um, that had never done a business book how about mm-hmm. that <laughs> because but I knew they were a strong marketer yes uh, yeah. they were their name uh, that small that they were a small but they're a bigger publisher now but they were a small publisher then uh, working publishing out of New York and I. And I, you know, and I, I uh, remember, uh, and they had, they were very, very ag- aggressive marketers. And, mm-hmm. and I, I remember I, I wrote, <laughs> this is actually a fun story. So uh, <laughs> uh, they, I, I had an idea for this book. Remember, I was, it came from my, my doctoral work and I had a, a professor, we were talking about uh, control systems and management systems, and we were on informal control systems. And he made the offhand comment that as powerful as this principle is of informal reinforcement, um, uh, positive reinforcement, there really hasn't been much done with that in business. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, I want to do something about that. And I and I drove home. I, my school was an hour and a half away. I drove home thinking about this and uh, and and I, I got home at like one in the morning, and I and I wrote out a letter. Uh, this is before uh, you know the internet. Wrote out a letter and, and sent it off to this publisher that I, I wanted to work with. And, and I spent two weeks trying to get uh, get them on the phone. And finally, you know, the the assistant. I, I, I hear the assistant. You know, put the phone down. Said, Would you talk to this guy? He keeps calling. Remember, <laughs> I, I talked about. Dogged persistence, yeah. dogged persistence, determination, and and so the the president of the publisher is handed the phone, and I hear, "What do you want?" <laughs> I said, "Well, Miss, Mr. Workman, yes, I I, I sent you a, a letter about it, and he cut me off. You sent us a letter about a a book you want to do. 
we're not going to re respond to that. If you have a book that you want to do, you have to send us a proposal about mm -hmm. of the 80,000 books that are published this year, why this book has to be one of those mm -hmm. and why we're the only publisher that could possibly get it right. And, and as he's hanging up, he said, by the way, we get 10,000 proposals a year and we publish 24 books a year. Click. Nice. And, wow. <laughs> and I said, uh, I said to myself, well then, game on. <laughs> Love it. And proposal. Okay. I got a proposal and I, you know, and I got an agent, you know, and, and um, next time, <laughs> next time, uh, it was a face-to-face uh, -face meeting where I flew to New York at my own expense mm -hmm. and talked to the same person. And he's, uh, uh, he, he, and he, you know, he looks at a lot of book ideas, right? So he, he uh, the one thing about the, my book, I, I laid out some sample pages. And I really didn't want to do it. I thought my idea was clear, but my agent said, well, it would be easier to see what you're talking about if you do some sample pages. So I did a few, and, and they said, well, it's good. If you, if you do a few more, that would be even better. I go, oh, come on. So we will think of it this way, more, more pages better advance. Like, oh, God. So I just laid out some more. So anyway, and so uh, case in point, person was right. So I'm in front of the, the guy now, and he says, and we're talking about the book, and he opens up those pages that are laid out, and he says, this can work. This can <laughs> work. And, so he's already kind of sold on the idea. He's not sure about me, you know. So we keep <laughs> talking and going, going oh, this is in hindsight, this is what is happening. You go back and forth, and, and and I said, well, you know, what, what are you doing? Well, I'm an administrator for this this uh, training company. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, and but I said, but that's not what I I want to I want to do. Well, what do you want to do? And I said, best-selling author. And I could just see a twinkle in his eye. Deal done. <laughs> Lovely. And, and he did that. And then and so now, so it's like each step of the way. It's like one step at a time, right? So. They're coming out with the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I talked to the marketing director. And mm -hmm. I said, I, know, I already know that they're a tremendous marketing. I mean, they have – these guys are experts at getting books in non-bookstores and non-books in bookstores. Just brilliant, pure brilliance. And so now I'm talking to the marketing director. I said, yeah, I wanted to see if, uh, if you had a, a marketing plan you can send me. And she kind of – laughed a little said well we really don't do uh marketing plans verbatim for books but and i said well oh that's okay okay i've got a few ideas you mind if i send them to you oh that would be cute <laughs> and so, cute uh, okay <laughs> cute yeah there's there, there humor in me here's a right. you know kind of a first time author he's got you know, has got, got some marketing ideas and then i got cousins you know whatever <laughs> so, right i sent her a 60-page single-space document with a one-line cover page. Uh, I said, this is what I'm going to do. What are you going to do to meet me halfway? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and years later, they told me they looked at each other in the company. They said, what have we unleashed? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was a good descriptor because they – they, I, I, I came out with a theory. So the, the, that, that, uh, one step at a time. Yeah. One step at a time. That, that book was launched at American Society for Training Development National Conference in Anaheim, uh, California. Mm -hmm. I had called the bookstore manager for that conference for months, for months, mm -hmm. dogged persistence. And finally said, okay, you know, and he said, well, are you speaking at the conference? No. Are you, are you, are you, what? You're not, well, no, we're, we only carry books of those people that are speaking. And, uh, well, and, well, you know, it's a new book. I'm really, I think it'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, you know, about pure exhaustion, we'll take one box. Okay, <laughs> so now he's taking one box. Now I kept at him and, and so we, we, we were up to three boxes <laughs> by the time the conference started. And I got there, I live in San Diego, I got there the <laughs> the day before the conference officially started, you know, and I see the guy, he comes up, you're Bob Nelson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, do you have any more of those books? He goes, they were sold out. 
Fantastic. And Fantastic. I said, oh, yeah, 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 I've got some. I've got some. Uh, and I drove back to San Diego, you know, two hours away. I, I packed up every book I can carry in my car and drove back there. It came in on a, with a, a cart. And the same guy goes, oh, we didn't order this. We didn't order this. I said, no problem. If they, if they don't sell them, we want them to do the paperwork. I'll just take them back. He goes, uh, okay. Sold every damn copy. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, well, let me ask. 1,200 copies sold at the first conference the book was ever at. Amazing. Amazing thing. Now, let me ask you this, Dr. Bob, because my first priority is always to the loyal listeners. And not everybody who's plugged into the show uh, can relate to your success. But you definitely are inspirational and people are always tuning in to hear nuggets and rituals and things of that nature which might you know catapult them in the direction of of you know a bit of a paradigm shift so what you said was um a great illustrator a a fantastic example in terms of you know how to exercise due diligence how to believe in yourself how to take massive momentous action how not to take no for an answer but do it in such a way you're not disrespecting someone else and and come out shining at the end of it so given that my platform and my show is all about living fearlessly for anybody whether it's a book specific you know whether they believe they have like a writer in them a story in them that needs to come out or just something completely opposite but in terms of the magical ingredients and the essence of what makes people come to life makes their ideas and their concepts come to life what would be your recommendation in terms of it being aligned with living fearlessly specifically? What would you say to the listening audience? What would you say to the podcast subscriber uh, for anyone who's contemplating something but just needs a nudge in the right direction? Surround yourself with people that, that uh, support you. Mm. That there, there's a lot of people that, that for all the, the talk and, and whatever – they don't want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. And some of those might be closer than you think. True. Because someone that, someone that succeeds is going to be a different person. And that means a different life. And maybe they won't be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, so surround yourself with positive people and can-do people. And, and, and maybe in there, there's someone that, that, that agrees with your idea. Cling to that person. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, and now you got a partner, a partner in crime to make it happen. You know, uh, I, I, I remember, <laughs> so, you know, for any of us, that's, you know, maybe that's going to start with your spouse or significant other. I remember, I remember my, my mother-in-law <laughs> when, you know, after my, my book sold, uh, you know, been on business weeks, bestseller list for 200 and, 37 weeks my, my mother-in-law when we were seeing her and she goes wow bob she got lucky with that book oh jeez. <laughs> and my my wife goes luck had nothing to do with it true true it was it was uh, i i was dogged i was mm-hmm. dogged mm-hmm. I, I i i visited 400 bookstores the first year 400 to sign copies of the book. A signed copy sells four times faster than an unsigned copy. Mm-hmm. There's a fact for you. Yeah. And and and, I, and and doing that every now and then you beat a, a bookstore manager. They, they say, oh, oh no, we don't we don't have office signed books. And I'm I'm just going. Oh really? Oh how, that's interesting. I'm going. What the hell? You know, <laughs> oh, why is that? Right. Why is that? Well, because because uh, we've had some authors uh, when they sign their book, then we. They don't sell them. We go to return them, and they refuse them because they've been damaged. And I go, oh wow, that's that's too bad. Then here's my business card. Let me put my number here. If any copy that you need to return it, call me directly, and I'll I'll buy them back from you retail. You know? Right. And, oh, okay. You know, so it's sort of like uh, what I wanted to say is like. <laughs> You're in the wrong business. Yes. If, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're so concerned about returning the books, here's a, here's a tip for you. Don't take them out of the box. <laughs> <laughs> but, what, but, there's, but that's out there. And so, you know, you, did I, I don't want, I'm not going to put the guy down, but I'm going to find a way where it works with him. And I, and I just, uh, and I just smiled to myself that, you know, maybe I yep. converted someone else to being seen, you know, get, get a focus, get a focus on, on what you're, what you're doing and what your job's about. It's not yes. about uh, 
protecting inventory is about it's about moving books yes about moving books well, you, so. you, you said two things there that are pivotal, that are really, really pivotal, that I know will impress upon the, the listening audience. So, you know, what you said there speaks to limiting beliefs. It, it really, and you challenged that but in a respectful way, and you got them thinking alternatively uh, so that it was advantageous and worked for you. But secondly, it's also when you talked about your mother-in-law having made the comment about luck, well, that's also synonymous with the whole mindset of people looking upon other people and going, oh, you're an overnight success. Success, right? People, yes, people... yes, yes. Let me. Yes. Let me tell you, I, I heard Huey Lewis, Lewis in the news uh, perform once in Milwaukee. Yeah. And uh, he said it was so funny. He said, uh, "We'd like to thank everyone that has supported us over the last twenty years before we became an overnight success." Yes, love it. Love it. His, well... exact, his exact words, and that's that's it. You see, you see, you know, wow. Oh, the person's success, it just certainly popped on. Look at the backstory. What it, t- it takes, and here's one for you. It takes three years to have a best-selling book. Yeah. Three years. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're, if you've got a, if you've got a 30 day plan, it's not going to get there. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> three, three years. I remember, I remember my book came out and it sold 40,000 copies in, in the first month or two. And I remember a, a president of a PR firm in Los Angeles called me up and wanted to have lunch with me. And I went and met with him and uh, uh, we, we were having lunch and he goes, so your, your book's really kind of taken off here. Uh, uh, how many copies do you think it'll sell? I, I'd never I thought about this question at all, not mm-hmm. not a not a second. But I I found myself replying, "It's going to sell a million copies." Right. <laughs> and and he said, "Over what period of time?" Well, I never thought of that question either. And I and I said, uh, three years." And Brilliant. and it it hit a million copies at three and a half years. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to, you know, that's important. That's important because there's no such thing as coincidence. And we talk about this a lot. We talk about this extensively on the show. What you put your attention on grows stronger, right? And you can it's speak, true. You can speak your preferred reality into tangible existence. You really, really can if you're disciplined and if you allow yourself the, the momentous clarity that one requires to staunchly be laser focused on that. So you, going back to what you said yes. at the top of the hour, like being obsessed, like you've got to, you've got to believe it to see it. People think you have to see it yes. to believe it. No, you have to believe you... it to see it. <laughs> yes. And, and, uh, I, you know, I, I think I added a footnote when I, when I was talking to him, I said, I, I know it's going to sell a million copies because I'm not going to stop until it does. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And I and I proceeded uh, from that. I, I did two thousand two thousand media interviews. Fantastic. <laughs> I I did I did uh, I, any anyone that would talk to me any anyone that would but, but then you learn about that too. I remember I you know because bookstores they have authors in and that's well that's a good thing right so go speak at a bookstore i remember uh, there, there's a uh, barnes and noble in the suburb of cleveland that that wanted me to speak in the store i go okay yeah uh, and so I, I marked on my calendar and i and i flew to cleveland <laughs> and drove out to the suburb uh to the store slept in my car until the designated time 7 p.m went into the store or where they asked me to speak, and here was a table with my books on it, and no one in the store. And I, I proceeded to sit at the table for the next hour and a half. The only person I spoke to on the entire trip to Cleveland was this little old lady that came up to, to me and said, I feel so badly for you. <laughs> Here, here, here you are with your books and there's no one here. I go, well, I, I feel worse now. <laughs> but, but, you know, you, so you, you do something and you go, well, that's not what I imagined. That's not what, and it turns out that every bookstore has someone on staff who's assigned to, to get bodies into the store. They don't care about what, but we want authors. So line up, line up 200 authors. I don't care who they are, what they're talking about. That's your job. And, so they just checked. No, I was on the, the check mark. They checked me off. They didn't even come. 
the person that, that set me up didn't come to the event. You know, this is this is beyond worst. You know, so, so again, so I, I take that and then you think about well, that's you know, is that I'm sure that's not what they intended. It's certainly not what I intended. What 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 should it look like instead? And and, and boy, let me tell you, I, I created that picture. I I, I remember on the I remember in. I remember uh, flying through uh, through uh, Denver, and I had an hour layover before my next flight. I go Denver, Denver, Denver. And, oh, there's a famous bookstore here, the Tattered Cover. And I, I hopped in the cab, and I and I paid to go to the Tattered Cover, you know, and and went in to meet the business book buyer, Gordon Pierce. <laughs> was his name and, and he uh said oh yeah i, I like i like your book we, we want to get some more and i said well i'd like to do some stuff with you and and, and then you know this, a 10 minute conversation drove back to the airport got on the plane that was that was my whole experience in denver <laughs> so gordon calls me but here i, I planned a seed gordon yeah. calls me calls me later because bob i want you to come to denver now this is what it it should look like not what I described in Cleveland. I want you to come to Denver. I've lined up some groups for you to speak to, and I'm going to drive you around to each of them. It's going to take us all day. And and Gordon had set up six or seven groups, two to three hundred people each, from his contacts, his corporate wow. contacts. And we drove around all all day, and and they all every they all bought books. From Gordon, he's selling books, right? And, mm-hmm. and um, if you're going to sell books, I'm going to be there to help you. And, and uh, end of the day, he said, Bob, I, I heard you speak seven times. I learned something new in every one of them. And he said, we can do this every three months. I can bring you back to Denver and take you around to groups that need to hear your message. Gordon, you're on. We're, we're doing it. Fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's how it's supposed to look. And right. So you find those Gordons, or you find the rainy day bookstore in Kansas City, or you you find you know, and you find people that that uh, that want to move books and know how to move books, mm-hmm. and and you stop wasting your time with the uh, with the people that uh, you know don't want to you sign the book because they they might have to send it back. <laughs> right. Well. So, but, but so, what I got to tell you one more story. You got me on a roll here. I know we're out of uh, time, but let me tell you one more story. This is maybe yeah, yeah. a good wrap up on, on just this book, book stuff. And that is, uh, I had the, um, uh, you, you know, Costco, right? Yeah. 450 stores in North America. And uh, they, have a, they, have a, they have a magazine called Costco Connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the editor called me. <clears throat> and, and she said, Bob, uh, we, you know, You've been so helpful to us over over the, the last few years. Every month you send us items around employee motivation and and research, and we have a whole file dedicated to stuff that you send us, and we use it all the time in our publication. And we and we were talking. We said we wanted to do something to thank you, so we want to do a cover story on you. Beautiful. <laughs> they sent down. A, they sent a photographer down from Los Angeles and, and the, uh, and the, the cover story and a big spread and, and uh, that and about the book. And, and that, that was uh, publication was shipped to 14 and a half million business owners. Wow. Wow. Stellar. <laughs> the the public, the, as a thank you to me, you know, and, and uh, I, I tell you the, I remember my publisher said, Bob, we couldn't have done that. We, you did that, and and and, and I did. But that was that was uh, what, what was it? That uh, I, I did that all over the place. I mm-hmm. when when the book hit a, a million copies, and and with the as with the sales staff of the publisher and and the and Peter Workman stood up to talk about me. He said, you know, sometimes we have authors, and they'll go to New York and L.A. and and maybe Chicago. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he held up. He held up this folder. It, it was it was seven inches thick. Wow! This is what Bob did in Indianapolis. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, but you know what? I, what I want to what I want to say again 
being cognizant of time, what I want to say is because although I do showcase a lot of authors, very successful authors, you know, I've had Jack Canfield on the show. I've had Don Miguel Ruiz. I mean, I've had lots of people on the show. Um, but the book is just a metaphor for pretty much anything, right? Because what you're talking about is principles. You're talking about core principles, it is. right? And so whether yes. people who whether people who are tuned into our show today here or not, Dr. Bob, you know, whether their intention is to write a book, whether they feel a calling or a compulsion in which to do so, that's irrelevant. What you're talking about and what I really love that you're really underscoring, you're doing it with enthusiasm, you're doing it with humor. It's, you know, take, 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 because there's a lot of people with broken attitudes. And this is perfect for the time frame that we sit in right now with the culture of looking at what's broken yes. in this world and going, okay, how can we, as the problem solvers, how can we capitalize on that? Right. How can we capitalize yeah. on that? Because when people get so entrenched in, oh, well, if the if the bookstore thinks this is going to be a flop, if the if the, the publishing yeah. company doesn't know what they're doing and, you know, and, and they're leading me down the garden path and this is going to be a nightmare and I'm going to get screwed over yeah. and all this, you know, but what, but what you're saying. And what I love about your message, because it's applicable to anything in life, it's really like challenge people and go wow like because clearly their attitude is indicative of they don't they're either in the wrong job or they've got their own growth and momentum and and, and development in which to focus on because for me they have I, the I, life that they've pieced together they have the life that they pieced together from their own observation yes and, and for a lot of people it's become negative and then yes. they become bitter and cynical and and whatnot. Let me, let me let me give you uh, one a non-book story that because you you're right. This is a broader a broader uh, yes. perspective on on purpose on anything you're trying to do. I, I don't know if you saw the the movie uh, Walk the Line about yep. Johnny Cash. Yeah. Um, he uh, uh, there's a there's a scene in that movie where he he got himself in front of a of a producer and he and his band are playing this. The standard, uh, you know, country western song that uh, you know everyone in the sun played to show what they could do, and the the producer is, is looking kind of bored, and and he stops him in the middle of the song. And goes, if it was your dying day, and you were in the ditch by the side of the, the road, and you had a chance to play one song, is that the song you play? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Johnny Cash didn't say a word, and they and they went into Ring of Fire, or you know, <laughs> just, yeah. and you could just see the the without a word being said, you could just see in the eye of the producer, this is the real thing, you yeah. know. So there, <laughs> there you go. That's what you're talking about. That's what we're talking about. That's and, right. And you're right. It's not. It's, it could be a book, but it could be a business idea. It could be a. It could be a painting. It could be whatever it is that you have a passion for that defines your existence on this earth. Absolutely. Don't don't sell that out. Don't give that away to someone else. Don't don't say it's happening for everyone else. Make it happen for yourself. Mm-hmm. Be the person mm-hmm. that that, that uh, you're you're put on earth to become. Absolutely. Well, and 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 the examples that you used were so pivotal because it forces all of us to go. Okay, where in my life? Have I dummied down and used that real counterintuitive narrative that you got met with by some people who had it all wrong? Like, well, we have to sell the books or we have to, you have to buy the books back. And well, is, is that really what the priority should be? Should that be the focal point of this conversation? What's the goal here? What's the objective? Are we on the same page? Or are we not on the same page? Because I clearly don't think we are. So, I mean, I, I yes. love the examples that you cited. And again, being cognizant of time, it's not to say you can't come back. You're always welcome to come back because you sound like you've got like a 50 I, w- I would love stories. it. I would love oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, um, I, love, I love your topic. And I, I, it's, uh, I, we, I don't get a chance to talk about this enough, you know, and yeah. people do need to hear it. And like I said, I, 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 have a, I have a personal journey where I talk to people, if they individually call and I'll give them, a full load until they 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 can't take it anymore <laughs> but uh you can only use as much as you're ready for, to take in at that right. moment you know and right. it, it could be all this could be overwhelming but again w- the one thing i said one step at a time one step at a time it's not going to happen all overnight 
right. <laughs> it might look like that when you look back 10 years that happened overnight. Yeah, because, and... because let's face it, Bob, you are so lucky. You're just so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the right stars. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And that's you, what makes you, it fun. I, I, actually kind of fun when people think it was like, yeah, I've, I've been very blessed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Happened, yeah. You know, just sort of... yeah. There, there was no hard work involved in that whatsoever. There was no strategizing. There was no sleepless nights. There was no fortitude or vision at all. I just happened to win the, the you know, I, I won the jackpot with the gene pool and the silver spoon in my mouth. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And... <laughs> Let's talk again. I enjoyed it. Yes, me too. So quickly, uh, Dr. Bob, where can people connect with you? Where can people buy your books? And what else should well, people be aware of that's upcoming on the calendar? Well, I've got I've got a website. All my books are available on there. It's uh, drbobnelson.com, www.drbobnelson.com. And I have... Uh, um, and I, I, you know, it has all my resources. I've uh, art, I've written 800 articles on these topics. I've it, it has uh, I do I do a lot of presentations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and here, here's the other thing is that all if you can set your life up where everything kind of folds back on itself. Whenever I speak, that sells books. Whenever I sell books, that sells speaking. Whenever I write go. articles, so you know. So that's why I love so much doing doing media yeah. or, or what you're doing uh, because you're you're helping people. Uh, the people that are listening are people that that want to make something happen in their life, and it hasn't it hasn't clicked yet. Mm -hmm. So maybe this would be the maybe this would be the interview that something clicks and they see cool. life differently. Absolutely. And that's, and that's powerful because we can Absolutely. only learn at our own our own pace. You know, we can only when when uh, and when the when the when the time is right, the the teacher emerges. So yeah, uh, I I uh, I thank you so much for having me, and and uh, I would uh, be glad to uh, be on again and to okay. wish anyone a a uh, successful journey. Fantastic. Well, we'll definitely talk about that and get you scheduled again. But to the listening audience, I want to thank you very much for the gift of your time, for tuning in to myself and Dr. Bob Nelson here on this lovely Friday. Again, I'm very exceptionally clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Until next Friday, when we're joined by yet another phenomenal guest, I wish you all my best. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay uplifted. Dr. Bob, thanks again for the gift of your time and for making this a very entertaining hour. This has been brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Love and gratitude, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and AHA That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.